Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to uh, Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Stacy Pickering. He's doing such a fine job. He's a great leader. And I love the way he talks about the vaccine. He just says it's common sense. Just look at the numbers. Don't forget about all this noise. Just focus on what the experience is at the local hospitals, and that's enough. And what he said about what's happening at the veterans' home, that 95 had died of COVID-19, and since they got vaccinated, None have died from COVID. Just think about that for a second. And this is in a class of, uh, of, of uh, you know, age group and comorbidity that you would think that some might slip through, but their experience has been incredible. And it's just, he said, just common sense. You know, just, we can't tell you you have to get it, but man, you should really think about it. And to have more conversation about the latest as it relates to, to Delta is uh, my friend, Dr. Nicholas Conger, who's been on the show, I forgot how many times now, Nick, but I really appreciate your willingness to come on on a regular basis. I think maybe this has been three weeks in a row now, but we're in a dire circumstance, aren't we? Yeah, you know, and thanks for having me back. And and uh, things are changing, you know, and I always say I do my best to get the best information I have at that time. And, boy, you know, we learn more and more things about this virus every day. But, you know, this is a uh, this variant is is highly contagious. And, um, you know, we've said before, uh, people are either going to get vaccinated or catch the infection. And with this variant being so contagious, the second half of that statement, everyone's going to catch it is 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 coming true quickly. Well, Dr. Dobbs has been saying repeatedly, I have a friend, of, not a friend, I have a brother-in-law who's in the pharmaceutical business. They had a conference call with Dr. Dobbs recently. Uh, he's been obviously talking to, you know, business leaders and then, you know, obviously press. And he says that this thing could go for another 12 uh, or more weeks. If you just do the exponential math on that, I mean, it, I mean, if you think about where the hospitals are at this current moment, across the state, I mean, busting at the seams with COVID patients. Uh, how concerned are you about capacity going forward? Well, you know, certainly this one uh, had a very fast, rapid onset. And so, um, you know, they have pushed us to capacity limits. Uh, we've expanded our ICU. Now, we had plans to do it if this happened. And so that contingency plan was there and we put it into place. So definitely, you know, if it continues to exponentially rise for 12 weeks, you know, I don't know if I can fathom that. I, I do think it's going to plateau a little bit faster than that just because it's burning through so fast. And the faster it comes on, you know, it, we saw that in India and in England, it's kind of dropped like a rock after, after a certain point. And I do hope that happens here soon, sooner than 12 weeks. But, man, I just don't put my prediction hat on with COVID because you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. So let's come back to reality. What's happening today at the hospital? Well, you know, the last couple of days we've averaged about 75 patients in the hospital with COVID. Now, remember, a few months ago we had, you know, less than seven. Uh, so there's a significant number. 
Um, and uh, we are seeing people coming in younger, but that may also be a reflection that those are the unvaccinated. You know, I think you, you mentioned, uh, you know, some of these nursing homes. It's getting into these nursing homes again, but we're not seeing near the admissions before. Before, if we got in a nursing home, we could expect almost every patient in that nursing home at one point to be admitted to the hospital. We hardly see any of it. So it is still largely driven by the unvaccinated. And, um, and but some people get really sick and they stay here for weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's definitely filling up the hospital. It's really a shame. So there's a lot. Of, I mean, you and I have talked about this, but you know, the, the, trying to trying to sort through the information is sometimes difficult because there's a lot of propaganda out there, a lot of YouTube videos and stuff that really are designed to throw people off and convince them that the vaccines are poison and all this other junk that you've heard about. And then actually, there's a whole another school of thought, and it's, it's really with some of very intelligent people who debate certain aspects of the disease. And so it's really kind of hard for the average person to consume it all. And and they tend to be really influenced by the people who are closest to them or maybe in their Facebook feed, the people that they're talking to there. But I bet you still have to you know, sort of battle this every day, just trying to get sort of a practical view toward this situation to people so they quit because they're so misled by misinformation. How much does that sort of occupy your day? Yeah, that occupies a lot of my day. And you make a really good point. You know, you can do research and gather information um, and you can present people with that information. But information is rarely presented nowadays without a spin, without an interpretation of it. And so are you going to spin it? towards vaccination, against vaccination, towards masks, against masks. All the information comes with a spin and it's out there for everyone to consume in real time, which is not how medicine has traditionally worked. You know, you know, we used to have to go to a medical library that was separate from other libraries and have access to a database to pull articles that were written a few years ago and that was being up to date on, on, a, on a, a disease process. Now these, these things are being churned out in real time and it's really hard to know which ones are valid science and invalid science. And you really have to sometimes just ignore the headline because the headline is almost always a spin on the data and just look at the data. And then people trying to interpret that, people coming up with their own interpretations, getting things out there on the internet through all these different media, it, it, it's really difficult. I don't blame people for being confused. <laughs> I don't blame people for being confused. But, you know, I've, I've, I've repeated this many, many times on my show, but you've, uh, you, you, you know, on a couple of our past visits together, you talked about bedside regret. And that's a really important point to make that so many unvaccinated people who end up in the hospital that you're dealing with, they do have bedside regret. I mean, they, they wish they had gotten vaccinated. And do you continue to hear that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, there was an article in one of the major news sites about it um, where I got one of the guy's last words was, I wish I got the damn vaccine. And um and then, you know, asked his loved ones to spread it, you know. Um, so, yeah, we are definitely in and we are seeing people rush to get vaccinated. I do think that there was a subset of people who and some of them were anti-vaccine. Some of them were just, hey, let's wait a little longer and see. Let's give it a year. Some people I saw something the other day that said like 30 percent of people who are unvaccinated are waiting for it to be approved. And that's another thing we can talk about. It's been sitting on the FDA's desk since May. Pfizer has. And then and then uh, Moderna's two weeks behind. Why? Why haven't they approved it? I think that they're safe. I don't think that there's any hidden data. And so, uh, you know, 
And so some people were waiting for that. And then this wave comes through this so, so, so contagious that they're like, OK, I'm going to go get it anyway. We see a lot of people in the hospital who got their vaccine within a day or two of catching COVID. It's like, dang, just didn't go fast enough, you know. But even then, they tend to have slightly milder illness because they gave their body a two or three day head start. So it's not too late to go out and get vaccinated. It's not too late to get vaccinated. And that's what all the about 99 percent of the doctors on Earth say. This is the best way to, to fight the, the pandemic. That is for sure. Um, you know, it is interesting that people are you know, still in this quandary about whether to get the vaccine or not. Now, I know I, I read this study that said about, I don't know, 12 or so percent of the people are just not going to change their mind. But you still got it's really you still have a lot of people who are undecided. I think I call it a little bit of the whiplash effect. Here's what happened. We came out of COVID. Things kind of died down. Economy opened back up. People were going back out again. People were getting vaccinated. Some weren't getting vaccinated. We're living our lives. And suddenly, like Delta, we heard about it off in the distance. But suddenly it appeared and it just spread like wildfire and people got a little bit of whiplash from that. They, they, it, they, they weren't adjusting themselves. In fact, this, is, this darn thing is so contagious, more contagious than last time. All of the things that you did to protect yourself and your family back then, you should be, in, you should be doing today as well. With the key, one of those things being the vaccine. You say that over and over and over again, don't you? Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people like, you know, uh, younger, healthier people in their 30s and 40s kind of had the attitude of, oh, well, all the older people are getting vaccinated, which was good. They should have been first in line to get vaccinated. And and maybe there's enough natural immunity uh, that I might be able to get through this. And, and there was a chance, you know, that they may have been able to get through it without catching COVID and without getting the vaccine uh, and, uh, and to just kind of let it ride. But then, like I said, this, this highly contagious variant comes through and no, you got to make a choice. You either get vaccinated or you're going to catch this thing. Cause you know, they say the average person infects four to six people. And, you know, we're seeing like, you know, everybody that's around somebody gets infected. So it's, it's not good. And what happens is, and you, you and I've, we've chatted about this many times before, but the stress that this puts on the healthcare system has been truly remarkable. Hasn't it? Yeah, you know, there's there's a shortage of nurses, and this has just heightened that. Uh, nurses are leaving to, to become travel nurses because the pay is better. They're getting burnt out. Doctors are getting burnt out. Nurse practitioners are getting burnt out. I mean, um, yeah, it, it does. It puts a stress on the system. And, uh, you know, the lab, not to mention the lab people, the people that have to get us supplies, you know, it's random. You go to a room, it's random what shape, size, and color the gloves are because they're just getting gloves from all over the world. Um, you know, it's just uh, just everyone. Everyone's uh, affected by it. And and we, we all thought it was kind of going away. And, and, and I, let me make the point. COVID's not going to go away. That's the other thing is is expectations. And, and I in, in this, I wish the national groups did a better job of this. COVID's not going to go to zero. We just... We need COVID to get low enough so it doesn't impact our lives and impact our hospital, uh, how many people are in beds, et cetera, with such wide swings. But it's not going to go to zero. We're, we are going to be living in a world with COVID uh, that, that comes with some regularity. Um, and But man, we got to figure out a way to get, avoid these huge spikes for sure. Well, when we, uh, when we come back with Dr. Nicholas Conger, infectious disease doctor at Memorial Hospital, we'll con continue the conversation. I want to talk about a story that came out that you and I discussed before the show about vaccinated people spreading COVID-19 Delta variant as easily as unvaccinated. At least that's the headline. Now we're talking about the mask, just a normal mask versus the N95. 
and so on. Um, and you point out we're not going to mask our way out of this. Everybody needs to get a vaccine. That's the thing we need to do the most. But we'll come back with Dr. Nicholas Conger after this break. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Dr. Nicholas Conger with us. He's an infectious disease internist at Memorial Hospital. And you know what I've said about you, Nick, for the past year, well over a year that you and I have been having these conversations on Coast View is that one of the things that makes this confusing is that with every variant, there are sort of new characteristics that we have to contend with. And and so it, while it may look like the CDC is constantly changing its mind, the truth is they're, they're constantly learning new things. And and I and your point you point out before on the last show that I think the CDC does themselves a misjustice when they sort of issue an edict of some sort and they don't give you the data behind it. The data falls a week later or two weeks later. It's, uh, you know, it, but you know what, at the end of the day, things are just moving so rapidly. It's, it's, it's sometimes hard to sort through all of the information. How do you keep up with what's going on? Well, I, you know, I try to, I try to keep up by reading these articles and trying to get out of it, you know, like I say, the data out of it, short of someone else's interpretation, and then, and I try to interpret it through the lens of what I am experiencing with the patients that we see every day, you know, and, and that's just the best we can do. Yeah. So okay. So let's come back to this. This the headline, the uh, CDC. This is what it, CDC vaccinated people spread COVID nineteen Delta variant as easily as unvaccinated. Do you see? Is that what you see in in what you're what you're experiencing? No, see, I don't see that at all now. So, um, you know, we'll go back to the basics. The goal of the vaccine is to prevent infection. Now we see a wide variation, but if it prevents infection, somewhere between forty five and eighty five percent of people with this Delta variant, then that's good. That's a dead end. They're not going to spread it. I think with the article is showing you that people who are vaccinated can have breakthrough infection. Definitely seeing that. The article suggests some of them had really high viral loads. So if you're vaccinated and you have symptoms, you could potentially spread it. That's all that that study proves. But I see people who are vaccinated with much, much shorter time of symptoms get better so much faster. And and, and most of them have much lower viral loads. To, so they are not near the spreaders as a vaccinated person. So while, you know, the I think the headline could have been it's possible for someone who's vaccinated to be contagious, similar to someone who is unvaccinated. The idea that everyone who's vaccinated is just as big a spreader as unvaccinated is patently false. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't work. And you you mentioned before that there there are some that slip through. For example, autoimmune deficiency. Uh, you said uh, if you've had some type of organ transplant or own rejection drugs, that you may, when you got the shot, you may never have actually built up the antibody, and that that's you know, right. Yeah. Now that's different. That's a vaccine failure. Those people can get just as sick. And and you know, credit Dr. Lanier and the and the nephrologists have been finding these kidney transplant patients. About half of them that they got revaccinated had a response, which is great. So we're going to take the other half that didn't respond and try to give them a different vaccine. So so we're we're learning as we go, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's a okay. So. You mentioned too, we're going <clears> to, <throat> too many people are trying to face mask our way out of this when you believe we should be va- vaccinating our way out of this. Talk to me about that. Right. Okay. So let's give an example. You know, like 
because because everyone gets so upset with the word mandate. Should it be mandated? You know, can you force me to do this? Force me not do this? And this to me is what it boils down to. If you have a hundred unvaccinated people, okay, and you're going to expose them all to COVID, and they're all probably going to catch COVID. Um, if, if you can, now I started lost here. Are you still there? Yeah, we're here. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can go ahead. Uh, if you can. Um, you got 100 people, you expose them all to COVID, they're all going to catch COVID, okay? If you make all 100 of them wear a mask and they wear kind of a flimsy cloth mask, how many are you going to really prevent? I don't know. I just, I mean, it might prevent it a little, but not a whole lot. But if you can convince 10 of those 100 to get vaccinated, how much is that going to stop the spread? Well, I think that's going to stop the spread a lot. And so that's where you get, that's where you get in this debate whether if you're vaccinated and you're healthy and your immune system is good and you're not symptomatic, I don't think you're a spreader. You can probably lose the mask. So the message is get vaccinated, lose the mask. If you pick up 10 of those people to get vaccinated, do you do more of a good to the community than having all 100 of them stay unvaccinated and wear a cloth mask that may not be effective, very effective at all? You know, we talked about these. N9, well, what about N95? See, we don't have all those nuanced answers. So that's why I get like, I think we get mired in the word mandate. You know, I, we need to encourage as many people to get vaccinated because I think vaccinating 10% of unvaccinated people who normally wouldn't is better for the community. But then again, if you're not going to get vaccinated, you should wear, probably wear a mask, especially if you have symptoms because you can spread it. So, so anyway, that, that, that's the debate that goes on in my mind. What's going to do the best good to prevent the spread? And I think vaccine clearly better than masks but if you got nothing else and you're scared to catch a covid wear a mask wear one that actually works though you know and we talked about those, those n95s really work well i see a lot of debates a lot of debates online someone said i'm not getting a vaccine i'm taking this regiment of vitamins what's your thoughts about taking vitamins as a way to avoid covid uh Taking vitamins uh, is is good for your your body to a certain extent, but uh, it's not going to prevent you from catching COVID. And plenty of people have died on COVID. Everyone in our hospital who's died of COVID has been on vitamins from before they came in through the entire time they've been here. So the vitamins don't. Once that process starts, there's not much you can do. So um, it's good for your health to, to to have good vitamin levels in your body. It's not going to prevent you from getting sick from COVID and dying. Well, uh, Dr. Nicholas Conger, Infectious Disease, internist at Memorial. First of all, thank you so much for your leadership and for the people who surround you. Those amazing heroes that are doing working every day in this like incredibly challenging situation. I hope we can get the message to more people to not listen to all the noise, but just listen to the experts like Dr. Conger who said, your best way of surviving, your best way of avoiding serious illness is to get the vaccine. So give that follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf uh, Coast one hundred three point one on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast one hundred three point one. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.